Welcome to the Caregiven Podcast. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. And long story short, we have Caregiven. We are two mom entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. Almost 14 years later, we felt called to create this podcast as a resource for families with caregiving needs. Whether you care for a family member or are looking for advice on professional caregiving, we want this to be a platform to support you. Each week, we will come to you with encouraging stories of families who have found the right balance for their loved ones, tips for how to care for them and you, and much more. We hope you continue to join us each week as we share in this exciting new journey together. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. How are you on this fine morning? I am good, Inga. How are you? I am fantastic. Nice. I had a great weekend. Good. Yeah. Hung out with some homies, Mm. celebrated a bachelorette party in Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. Got spoiled and pampered at the spa. Had the best meal of my life. Mm. It was good. What about you? What did you do this weekend? Just don't, don't, just, (laughs) yeah. One million times. I was not at the spa. (laughs) I made my own damn McDonald's or (laughs) made your, did you heat it up in the microwave or something? (laughs) No, it was a good weekend. Just getting caught up on stuff. So. But nothing like yours. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't think I could ever even replicate it. It was oh. just so much fun. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Mm. So today we are going to be talking about um, how to be a good visitor if you go to the hospital or say a nursing home, mm-hmm. assisted living facility. So with that being said, Julie, um, tell me about your latest experience in visiting a hospital. Oh, my latest was just a good couple of weeks ago where uh, grandma fell and hurt herself. And so race down there to be with her and um, thankfully they allowed us um, to have at least two people in the room right and so it it went well everybody was very kind Uh, but it's always nerve-wracking it doesn't matter how much I mean I've been worked in the hospital for almost (laughs) 10 years and then you go in as a visitor and um, you go from there. And actually, I'm fibbing. My last, um, last, last. <laughs> so your was weekend was not actually, nearly as good as mine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Actually, um, three days ago, I actually had a small procedure done um, in the hospital. And so I was totally on the other side of it all. Yeah. And, and, and the people were nice. They did poke me too many times. I do oh. have a bruise. Um, but other than that, um, the anesthesia was delightful. <laughs> so, don't remember a thing. That's wonderful. That's how you like it. That's how I like my procedures. I don't want to know it happened. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, actually, as as somebody getting a procedure done and then somebody visiting somebody, I've had a couple of them just in the real recent future. I'm a future. Past. Past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just recently. Oh, all of the dates. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's interesting, too, because um, I know when you were talking about going to visit Patsy, mm-hmm. there was so much discussion around how many people could be there. Yeah. And just, what, a couple weeks ago, or I guess it's probably been a couple months now when Grandma Fisher was in the mm-hmm. hospital, same thing, mm-hmm. only two people. Mm-hmm. What I wonder is, do you think that will ever go back? Do you think it, you know, hospitals right. once, once... That open door policy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. We had like, I don't even know, probably more than 10, less than 15 of us in the <laughs> emergency room when grandma went there. And turns out we were not all supposed to be in the emergency room, but nobody said anything. Yeah. Until, I mean, it was like an hour later. They're like, oh. oh, by the way, you're not all supposed to be in here. Oh, oh. oops. Okay. Yeah. I think it's uh, situational. I think that maybe the smaller hospitals have a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Um, but then um, I have a family member that just went through a 
<clears throat> excuse me, a pretty serious situation, yeah. and she ended up in intensive care. Yep. And the only one that could be there was her husband. Right. And it was very difficult because I have family members that really, really wanted to be there, yeah. and they could not. And then um, even when we had dad's thing a couple of years ago, um, actually – uh, we were, there was two people, mm -hmm. but they were, we able, because it was end of life, right. they also opened it up a right. little bit more. So like two at a time, but it didn't have to be the same two. Yes. Now yeah. it seems like oh. you get two and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like you can't rotate yeah. them out. When grandma ended up going to the bigger hospital to have her um, hip done, there only two people, it was, it had to be the same two people on the list. Right. And they wouldn't let you sub for anybody. And she was there, um, actually for quite some time because there was no place, step down like place uh, to get her into. So she was there for a handful of days more mm -hmm. and still only those two people could go. So that was very frustrating because yeah. not all of the siblings got to go or the, her, her kids, right. the grandkids, nobody. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's wild because if you think about it, um, you know, we both have big families, mm -hmm. and so there are a lot of people that want to be able to be there, but yep. there are probably a lot of people out there that maybe don't even have one person. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. Can't even imagine that. Yeah. How sad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go into our verse of the week. And this week we are going with Peter um, chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Yes. Um, I did pick that one just to say you should give all of your worries to God. Yeah. Yeah, because when you're going in for procedure, uh, the procedure I had on Friday... Mm -hmm. Uh, so much more of the anticipation yeah. was the worst part of it than going in and actually having the procedure. Right. And so did I do my best in terms of turning and go and letting go and letting God? <laughs> no, not I so did much. Not. No. And now that I know um, how good that anesthesia worked, <laughs> I should have just. Uh, yeah, I, I feel similar when I had my MRI that they had to like knock me out. <laughs> And even like right up to the point that they're wheeling me into the room and I'm still awake, I'm just, you know, internally freaking out. So externally, only slightly less than <laughs> internally. And then the next thing you know, you're like waking up and all is well. Yeah. 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 When I went in for my procedure, ugh, I am um, without telling you the gory details <laughs> of what the procedure was, I was able to keep my socks on and I did wear my fart socks. <laughs> <laughs> very fitting it was good the doctor appreciated me at least oh I was wondering if the doctor would think yes funny. yeah and for anyone out there wondering it starts with colon and ends with oscopy <laughs> Jeez. you hadn't put it together thanks Inga. <laughs> I was trying to be cryptic oh right well you had to explain the fart socks Julie well not necessarily <laughs> if you know me you're gonna just let everybody wonder oh my god <laughs> I, I, I could not well, and I was thinking with this verse too, um, your family member that had that major, major surgery mm -hmm. procedure, mm -hmm. um, how easy would it have been to let those doubts and those thoughts Ugh. creep in mm. with worry? Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy to see that she had actually posted on Facebook today yep. and so yep. she must be feeling better. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. Two weeks of really horrendous mm -hmm. stuff and um, boy, tough, tough road. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, people, if you have a verse that you would like to share with us, please do that. You can email those to the caregivenpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to share your favorite verse.
And do you want to start with your uplifting story? I do. It's the cutest thing ever. Um, it's called the video of the Ohio senior citizen doing karaoke performance at the Goodwill Goes Viral. And uh, so this gal, Deanna, has a, has a song in her heart, and she's decided to let it out during a recent shopping trip. <laughs> so basically, um, she went to a Goodwill store to look for a new karaoke machine. And um, with the help of an employee, she had to get it off the top shelf. And so for helping them get that off the, t- the high shelf, they asked her in return to sing him a song. Aww. And so she got on there. Meanwhile, some guy thought it was so cute, he actually got out his um, his camera and, and put it on Facebook Live. Aww. And she was just, um, she had on her snazzy uh, purple outfit covered in a white crochet vest. Uh, she said it was delightful, um, as you can imagine, to be singing. And the song that she sang is, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. Oh. So. I can envision the whole thing. Oh, so cute. That is awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, I've always said that if ever there's a good news story close to home, you're going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it may be more meaningful to me than, you know, than some people. But I did just want to report on the market livestock sale at our fair, the mm-hmm. Northwest Montana Fair. And this year um, we hit another record. Actually, um, the annual market livestock sale at the Northwest Montana Fair hit another record this year, resulting in an increase of more than one hundred and seventy thousand mm. dollars over last year's total. Wow! So to kind of put it into perspective, um, the total amount that was raised for these 4-H and FFA members was nine hundred sixty-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-eight dollars and seventy-five cents. Mm. That is just crazy to me. Um, basically, it was twenty-one percent higher than the sales in twenty twenty-one, and Basically, um, this article that I took from the Daily Interlake just says that prior to the sale on Saturday, the Trade Center building at the fairgrounds was buzzing with activity as local 4-H and FFA students were busy preparing hogs, lambs, and steers for sale. Students, instructors, organizers, volunteers, parents, and more had been working toward the sale for months. With a full return to an in-person purchasing, the stands were packed full of supporters with active bidder cards waving. Mm. Kicking off the sale of 308 total animals, Trayson McIntyre sold his grand champion hog to Les Schwab Evergreen for $11 a pound and Kylie Odekoven sold her reserve champion to Trailhead Church for fourteen seventy five a pound. Mm-hmm. The average for the pigs, ten dollars and seventy two cents a pound. That is insane. It was over five hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars. Oh wow. That the communities um spent in yeah, it's just wild to me. Mm. Then we have in the sheep department, there was a record that was broken by Layla Sargent. Um, she sold her her lamb for actually $47 a pound to Lemire and Company. Mm. That is insane. We have Halsey Middlemist, who sold for $23.50 to Les Schwab Center Street. And if you are from Kalispell or the Flathead Valley, you know that Les Schwab, actually probably anywhere that Les Schwab is, they are huge supporters. Yeah. And the average in the, in the sheep barn was $12.91 a pound. Mm. So that was just over $91,000. And then the steers, crazy. Uh, Dylan Jewett sold for seven seventy five a pound, and the reserve champion was Hayden Broughton. He sold for six a pound. Mm. The average for steers. Now you're a beef person. Yeah, four dollars and eighty seven cents. Yeah, a wow. pound. So it was almost <laughs> just a little shy of three hundred thousand dollars spent in the beef barn. Wow. Yeah. So they said that by the end of the event, a record of 353 unique buyers, which was 98 more than last year, um, had registered for the sale. And basically um, what 
for anybody that doesn't maybe know what this is all about, these the students, they raise their animals. It's a market project. So these are animals that then go into the food chain. They get sold at, at the livestock sale after the fair. And um, they get to keep all of the money that the buyer spends. And basically so many kids, I hear stories about, oh, I paid for college or I was able to buy my first vehicle. I even read a story, not from Montana, but somewhere in the Midwest of a young lady that actually used all of her money over the years and bought a house. Oh my word. It's, just, it's crazy. Wow. I know like Bailey, um, my daughter, she has her business lightning in a bottle and she was able to purchase that, her trailer just outright through money that she had raised. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's so awesome. it's pretty, it's neat. And basically the sale is um, historically for actually for the last 46 years has been organized by FFA, 4-H, uh, the Northwest Montana Fair, and then the Kalispell Chamber of Commerce. So it's a pretty unique um, and neat partnership, but mm-hmm. I'm just happy to report that, man, we were so close to a million dollars in that sale. <laughs> wow. I can only imagine. I mean, in every year the buyers show up and it just increases exponentially, it seems like. Yeah. So yeah. good news story for all those 4-H and FFA members that worked very, very hard all year to get through fair and get through the sale and hopefully put some college money in their bank accounts. And tell them who, who actually they uh, got the uh, grand champion sheep from. Oh, uh, the grand <laughs> champion sheep actually came from my daughter Bailey's um, Lost Lake Show lambs. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. We awesome. were pretty stoked about that. So stoked. Also the reserve champion lamb. Oh, yes, double whammy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The kids did an amazing job. Oh, I mean, it's they're just sheep, right? But once once you get good kids on them and good families feeding them and training them and showing them, mm. cool things can happen. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, so that was my story. Love it. Topic of the show, Julie. Yes. Today we're going to talk about uh, <clears throat> going and visiting yep. our folks that are in the hospital. But we're not going to keep it just at the hospital. We're going right. to keep it in the nursing home and wherever you go to see your people. Sure. Yeah. I thought this was an interesting topic that you um, came up with. And the first article that we'll use actually comes from Youthful Aging Home Care. But as I'm kind of reviewing through everything, I'm thinking to myself, there is a level of anxiety that goes along with visiting people Mm -hmm. in any of those settings. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I think we, even when you just walk in, it's like the smell mm-hmm. of the the cleanliness or the everything that yeah. you just you smell it. It sometimes it's extremely quiet in there, and you're just like, oh no. And which where's the room? Where you know? Yeah. How's my person doing? Hopefully they're not sleeping when I walk in. I, I know so many things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, basically, um, this article talks about how I mean, just the the reality of hospital visits. They're not always easy because sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know what to do, what to Mm -hmm. say, um, but things that you can do to prepare yourself before you go. Number one, call first, right? You need to make sure that visiting is even allowed. Um, if there are visiting hours and also perhaps even speaking with a nurse's station to find out if the person that you're wanting to go visit, are they, um, are they well enough to see anyone? Are they in an area of the hospital that's restricted? You know, all sorts of things. So call first. Right. Um, and again, elaborating on that is just observing the hospital's visiting hours. And essentially, you don't want to go, get yourself all psyched up, mm-hmm. get there, and then find out that that visiting hours are closed. Right. We, we went um, when Granny was, was 
at the end, um, we went down to, I think it was St. Pat's or community. I don't know. Anyway, wherever we ended up, we got there and it was a drive, right? So two hour drive to get there. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh no, sorry. Visiting hours are over. And we're like, oh no, sorry. (laughs) They're not. (laughs) We have to see granny. We came a long way. And thankfully we did because she, she passed within hours after we were able to visit with her. So wow. but anyway, check on your visiting hours. Right, right. If the uh, patient's door is closed, knock and wait for permission to enter. Mm -hmm. You just never know if there's a medical procedure, if they're going potty or if they're getting a bed bath or any of that. Yeah. Um, And when I went to see grandma in the... (laughs) <laughs> I go, they go, oh yeah, she's down in 106. So I go to 106 and there's this big, huge sign that says, uh, do not enter mm-hmm. oxygen, oxygenated Oxygen. room. And I'm like, oh, is there more, is there more going on with my grandma? What in the <laughs> what heck is I going know? on? <laughs> so anyway, I went back and I go, am I allowed to go in there? And they go, oh yeah, that's just the bigger room. So we were able to put her in there so she could have more people drop oh. in. So I was like, oh, okay. Because at first I was like, oh, somebody didn't tell me the whole story. Right. But it turned out to be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. Well, and we know, we all know that the um, hospital robes aren't, they don't leave a lot to the imagination. So you don't want to walk in on somebody and you know, embarrass them, embarrass yourself. So yes, just knock. If the door is closed, just knock. Um, One thing they do recommend is to keep your visit brief. Mm -hmm. The patient is likely easier to tire Mm -hmm. um, and they might be too polite to ask you to leave. So you want to make sure that you kind of read the room, be there, let them know that you're there for them. But if you start to see that, um, that it's time to go, then you need to go. Right. Yeah. No, no. Um, Actually, while we were waiting, um, grandma ended up having to be transferred from the smaller hospital to the bigger hospital. And so we were there longer than we intended. And it was, we just said, grandma, take a nap. Mm -hmm. We're okay. We're just here. We're just hanging out with you until you get into that, you know, ambulance to be transported. And because she was just fighting it. Oh yeah. And I was like, no, just like, it's okay. Feel the the need to entertain. Oh yeah. The hostess with the mostest, even if you're in a hospital bed. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, uh, they say not to ask about surgical or test results. Um, basically, if the patient wants you to know, they will likely tell you. Right. So otherwise, it might come across as too invasive, and and you know, and again, it's going to depend on who yeah. who the who you are visiting with, yeah. right? So of course, with Grandma Fisher, I'm going to go in and say, okay, what did we find out? What are the results? Da, 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 right, da. But right. if it's a church friend or somebody that maybe you don't have that close of relationship with, yeah. you want to make sure that you're not invading their privacy. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a hard one mm-hmm. because you want to know. Oh, absolutely. You want to know yep. what in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bring a gift, uh, a gift card in, instead of flowers or candy. Uh, that's a tough one. Every, yeah. When I went to grandma, I wanted to have something. Right. Um, so I took a little potted plant mm-hmm. and I took her a little stuffed tie, uh, beanie baby. Yes. Yes. And it yes. was so cute. Anyway, um, it turns out that, um, then she was transported because I wasn't going to take a flower because I thought she was going to be there for the while, couldn't mm-hmm. have her surgery there and do right. all of this stuff. But because of her cardiology and all that, they wanted to have her sure. in a different spot. So all of a sudden, everything that we had taken couldn't go with her. Sure. So, um, and somebody else had already delivered flowers right. too. Um, the other thing is, is like um, with my a family member that was in that other situation, you know, for almost two weeks, mm-hmm. she was in the ICU and right. you cannot Do send any. anything in there. No, no flowers, no um 
just in anything. And so you just got to hang out. And it was very cute because once everybody knew that she was out of the intensive care, the first thing was, can we send flowers? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that room is going to be so full of flowers because everybody has been so worried. I think something else to consider with that is to know your audience, right? So for Patsy or for Grandma Fisher, a gift card isn't going to do anything for them, right? Um, But if it is somebody that might get enjoyment, maybe they can shop while they're in their hospital bed or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So just know your audience on that. Deal. Yep. Yep. Um, another super important thing is staying positive. Yeah. Which I think is, I mean, it's just, we should consider this in all things, but basically you mm-hmm. don't want to go into somebody's hospital room and, you know, say it's a coworker and then you just want to talk about, Oh, all the layoffs or this or that, or that's terrible. And this oh, happened boy. and, you know, let's keep it positive and yep. let's not give these people anything else that they have to worry about. Right. Oh, yeah. No, they yeah. really need to focus on themselves yep. for that health. Yeah. yeah. Only take the good news. <laughs> um, oh, this is another important one, too, is basically making sure the patient knows that they're missed. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's at work or school, church, social groups, whatever, you know, let them know that mm-hmm. they're thought about, they're cared about, and they're missed. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, and the other th- funny thing is, is, just last week, we had an employee that ended up in the hospital with mm-hmm. some kind of a pneumonia thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to run up and see her because I very much wanted her to know that we were thinking sure. about her. But nowadays, they really don't pe- keep people very long. Right. And by the time I was ready to go, she called and said, hey, I was just discharged. I was like, this is going to sound really pathetic. But I was just coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I missed my uncle that same time because yeah. my my um, cousin had said, oh, he's going to stay till Saturday. I'm like, great. Friday night after work, yeah. I'll be able to run back right up there. And as I called up there to, to her to say, what room is he in? She's like, oh, I just picked him up. We're going <laughs> through Chick-fil-A for a, oh. a milkshake. Because well, he's, <laughs> he's hungry for a milkshake. And so anyway, I was like, oh, well, I'm in the parking lot of the <laughs> hospital. So yeah. It, they, they just, they do get them in and out quite a bit faster, a lot faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing is don't be hurt if you're not asked to visit. So I am a very private person with that type of thing. Mm-hmm. When I'm, when I don't feel good, I would rather be left alone. Uh-huh. So my feelings aren't going to be hurt. If people don't come and see me, I'm going to be like, Oh, they love me so much. They didn't <laughs> come to see me. Um, but other people mm-hmm. are, are, you know, exactly the opposite of that mm-hmm. and want as many visitors as they can possibly have. So, right. yeah. So if I, t- if I uninvite you to visit me at the hospital, don't be hurt. Well, I'm not going to listen, but <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> I probably would be hurt if you actually did listen. There are very select few. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember, um, even when I was having a Cali, which is 20 years ago, um, I got so many so many visitors yeah. only because everybody was so excited to see the baby and this yes. and that. I mean, I literally had to go home to get rested. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was exhausting. Yep. Yep. Have patience. Hospital time is different from real time. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, it's like, yes. it's so different. Yeah. Um, don't visit if you aren't feeling well. Oh, so basically, yes, if you don't feel good, you need to stay away. Yeah. And then also make sure that you are following hospital security measures um, because those are in place to protect patients and hospital staff. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that visitors can be good medicine for patients and both family members and friends are encouraged to visit. However, the patient's well-being must remain the primary focus. So right. to ensure quality care for all the patients, follow the hospital guidelines and share them with family members and friends. Gotcha. Yep. 
Good. Yeah. So that's Good just stuff. some tips on if you're visiting a hospital. And then we also wanted to talk about um, nursing homes and assisted living facilities because that that's just another animal. And it's exactly the same kind of stuff, you, where, uh, different things you need to think about. But sure. what I found was an article that's really great. And it actually, from these, um, they did a, a expert roundup is what sure. they called it. And they all just gave tips and tricks on all of that. And one of the first things... Um, that they advised when you go to visit somebody is remember that it's not about you. Um, it's natural to feel self-conscious about how you're supposed to act in a new situation. Um, for some visits, dredge, dredge up painful sadness and grief. Mm-hmm. Um, consider it a gift to your loved one uh, to set your own feelings aside. Yeah. I thought that was really great to do that. Focus on something larger than yourself um, in case um, enriching part of your relative's uh, situation that day that they're having. Give them a moment of joy. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, they likely feel sad depending on what they're dealing with. Sure. Um, and just I think sometimes people do just only focus on, oh, they're they're in this situation, or I feel guilty because they're living here, or whatever right. the case may be. But once again, yeah. it's not about you. You have to set your own things aside, mm-hmm. and um, and I I would agree that that a lot of emotions can go along with that. Yeah. So another piece of advice on this, when you're visiting a family member at assisted living or a hospital or any other type of senior care community, to space out your visits and vary your arrival times. Right. I thought that's interesting. Yeah. Um, basically, I, I think the, the whole premise behind this is that when you are trying to evaluate the quality of care and how things are run um, during different times, right. that and also like different staff members that you want, might want to meet, um, they say like... Say you have to show up at 10 o'clock on a Monday to do your tour. Yeah. Well, that's probably going to be a very different experience than if you were to show up on the weekend. Oh, right. Gosh. So yeah. when you are visiting a family member, space out your visits, vary your arrival times, and you'll get a better picture of everything that's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I quite often when some, one of our clients is saying, well, we're thinking about going to this assisted living or doing this, mm-hmm. so say, just drop in and just how does it feel? How does, what do your senses tell you? And and what you're saying is exactly right. If things are a lot different in the morning mm-hmm. than in the evening. And if they're planning on seeing you versus not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good <laughs> stuff. But um, also in, in the sense of um, spacing out your visits, um, mom didn't go see grandma the other day because she knew that Chuck and Vicky were dropping by. She was going to have therapy. And then also my brother was going to drop by. Right. So she was like, that's enough for grandma. Right. She's going to be tired by mm-hmm. all of that. Yep. And so I didn't need to go that day. I'll for sure be there today. Right. So it's true. And it's, you, you have to think about those things right. again, setting aside how you feel oh, and yeah. taking into consideration how the, yeah. um, yeah, person. mom wanted to be there every single day, but just knew that actually it worked out well because she probably needed a day off. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So if you have a parent that is expressing any dissatisfaction, mm-hmm. um, you want to write it down so you have, you know, so you can remember. And you always wanted to re- respond to negative comments, whether they're legitimate or not, yeah. right? So you need to treat your loved one as an equal in the conversation. Try to listen to the emotions behind what they are saying. Spay pe- Pay special attention to verbal cues, body language, posture, gestures. Um, And basically, um, you want to be able to use those things 
to put the whole picture together yep. and figure out, you know, what is this negative comment? Where is it coming from? Right. Is it a legitimate situation? Does action need to be taken? Or are you just listening to them, letting them vent, you know, responding to them as though you understand? Um, yeah. So basically pay, pay very good attention to the verbal cues, body language, posture, oh, yeah. and gestures. Perception is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where my, my perception of it can be completely different than right. yours, right. but it's, it's good to, um, always, always react mm-hmm. favorably to your, your yes. person, your loved one, so that they know that you are listening and care. I, I actually just had a situation where I had to go out into the field and meet with, a um, one of our clients and go over some financial things with her. And it's so funny. We were talking and, and I asked her, you know, what can I do? And she said, I, I just want to be right for once. Can I just be right? I just want to be right. <laughs> I was like, okay, I understand that completely. And so you are right. Yeah, when someone is is complaining about things that are going on, it's like Jolene Brackey says too, you know, you need to acknowledge that because yeah. obviously it's bothering them on some level. Yeah. Now, what you do with it beyond that um, is going to vary depending on what the situation is, but yeah. the person needs to feel heard. Yeah. Yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, another topic to, um, to think about is to visit regularly. Mm-hmm. They you know, there's a lot of things for them to do. There's arts, there's crafts, there's music, there's bingo, there's dinners, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, this and that, but still there's a lot of downtime mm-hmm. and, you know, with staffing the way it is, uh, these places are doing the best with what they have. And so how can we supplement that right. with yeah. our visits? Yep, they do say come as often as possible and stay for a minimum of an hour. Again, read the room. So if it's a situation mm-hmm. where somebody's tired and you need to exit. But I think that um, whoever it is that you're visiting needs to know that that they're worth it, that they're worth your time, that right. you're not just you know popping in, blowing a kiss, and popping right back out. So right. set time aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, be sensitive to where they are that day, emotionally, physically, and mentally, mm-hmm. and go with the flow. Oh, yes, for yeah. sure. Um, and again, kind of we talked about that, showing up at different times. Mm-hmm. But if you can show up like more random, that's going to allow you to get a better picture of how things really are, right? right. So, um, and and the hope is that you're, you're showing up and you're seeing the positive things that are happening. Right. Nobody's saying we want to, show up because we want to catch somebody doing something wrong. That's right, not what it right, is. Right. But, you know, if you can be more in tune with everything that goes on there 24-7, yeah. you're going to be a better visitor. Yes, for sure. Um, weather permitting, take them for a walk or just sit outside and enjoy the fresh air together. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's something that you can do. I know that, um, so grandma and my mom, they like to sit out on the porch, right? Mm-hmm. In the afternoon, toddy time, you just sit out and enjoy being outside. So the hospital room that she was in actually had a door straight outside and they oh, have just a little patio. Nice. Um, so on, I don't know if it was the second or third day, whatever, we were able to get grandma out there and it was just like being at home. Oh, yeah. Good. Literal breath of fresh air. Oh, literally. Yep. Yeah. I was just also thinking <laughs> about the different activities that we were just briefly talking about a little bit ago. And you, since you had brought up 4-H and FFA, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those groups that will actually bring like their animals mm-hmm. yeah. in, into the area and make sure that if there's an extra special outing that your person gets there. Yes. If they've always been a fa- farm person or a animal person and it's um, the animal shelters bringing their dogs and kitties that day, yep. make sure they get involved with that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the 4-H, what they usually call, do it during the spring so they have all of the new babies. Right, yes. And like, do you have a baby calf? Because you can't wait till the fall <laughs> when the calf is a cow now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so let's see, what else? Another thing is not quizzing your person on yeah. the events of the day, right? Just yeah. enjoy being in the present, mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to have someone sitting there trying to recall everything that they've done all day long. Oh, goodness, yeah. Who's visited all of that? Right. I mean, there's a thing, and, and I believe it, it's like the hospital psychosis, mm-hmm. where you just get into a weird funk. Yeah. And your your memory is different. Your you, sometimes you are different mm-hmm. until you get home, and then everything clears back up. Because truly, do you really get to sleep? I know you spend a couple <laughs> nights with your grandma. They they wake you up to make sure you're sleeping. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> wake you up to give you a sleeping pill. Yeah, yeah. It's Check wild. your vitals, right. all of that, and it's every couple three yeah. hours or depending so. Depending on so grandma. Every couple of hours, she actually had to have the stroke test. Oh, my. Because they needed to make sure that she wasn't getting worse. Okay. Um, but, yep. yes, it is it is it's int- an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's, a, that's very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, plan on doing an activity or bringing something that you know your uh, parents will enjoy. Uh, we have a client right now that's actually in the VA home, mm-hmm. and they do a lovely job there yes. with taking care of their people. But they this family just wants somebody once a week to come in and they said please can you bring some kind of biblical literature yep can you just read to my person yeah and and it was very interesting that they specifically asked for Mm -hmm. that yep and so once again know your audience um are they going to enjoy listening to the bible being read to or is there a book their favorite book louis Mm lamar for some of our western guys you know and just sit there and read to them yep and that's a lot better than just flipping through the channels mm-hmm. of the TV. Grandma always likes the crossword puzzles. Oh, there that's you like go. her favorite. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. And what's that number one? Sudoku? Sudoku. Sudoku. Something. <laughs> I've never played it because I can't pronounce it. So <laughs> I figure I have to be able to pronounce it before I can play it. There you go. <laughs> Um, in, in the spirit of basically knowing the facility, they do say it's a good idea to introduce yourself to the, maybe it's the executive director, maybe it's a director of nursing, um, but just get to know the staff, introduce yourself. You'll feel better. They'll probably feel better about having you there Mm. as well. So when you do this, be on your best behavior also. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, dining together is a great way to connect and interact like you would at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, so find out what the policies are for having, um, a lunch, you know, is it going to cost you six bucks or whatever to eat with them? Can you bring your own sandwich? Right. You know, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to actually go to the dining room or are you going to sit in the, in the room? Right. If you go to North Valley hospital, I highly recommend spending the money on the lunch or the breakfast or the dinner. It is so good. So weird. it was every time you say that, I just shake my I head. I know who would have thunk it. I know. I actually one day I'm going to go there for lunch <laughs> just because, just for funsies. Because <laughs> they have a cafeteria. Uh, yeah, they mm-hmm. do. They also have great service. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Weird. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so if you are actually visiting someone that has Alzheimer's or some type of a dementia, uh, mornings are typically going to be the best time. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind and try to visit earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, late day visitors may unknowingly cause the se- senior to become overtired uh, just as the sun begins to set. Yep. And then we don't want to contribute anything to sundowning um, because that 
you know, typically ends up with some agitation, restlessness and possible behaviors. So, oh boy. And then also being in the present and yeah. having your attention is important to your family member. Yeah. So basically, um, think about leaving your cell phone at home. Think about leaving, you know, just go there, be present with this person, mm-hmm. look at them, make eye mm-hmm. contact, have a conversation, yeah. let them know that they are the most important thing that you are thinking about in that moment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I do take my cell phone though, because I like to show grandma my videos. Yeah. Because my goal when I go to my grandma is to make her laugh. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, one time, the first tip she broke, um, (laughs) (laughs) I went and I had taken her as a gift, uh, a whole box of um, cards. So because she's very good about writing her birthday cards Mm -hmm. or get better cards. So I just bought her a pack of them. And they were all of the, uh, the, uh, the cartoony old ladies that are just (laughs) just a little bit off color. (laughs) And we sat there and giggled for probably an hour because we went through each of the cards. And she's like, oh, I could send that card to that person or I could do that. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And that was, uh, we both felt better after that. That is such a great goal. Yeah. And I actually took stamps as well. Oh, nice. So that way, if she wanted to do some cards while she was there in rehab, she would able just be able to, write her whatever little note and just send it. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So basically when you visit, um, just like you're saying, spend some time with your loved one. Yep. Don't just pop in and out. Make sure that you are interacting and uh, making your visit count. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yep. do not treat people differently just because they live in an assisted living community at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's incredibly important. Um, They've already gone through a lot of grief mm-hmm. and made a lot of changes. Yep. And so don't add to that. Yeah. Uh, getting involved and taking an active role in a loved one's uh, life, protect them from isolation and loneliness. That's up to us. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. We absolutely have to be the ones to not let that happen. Yeah. Also, you want to stay in the moment. So um, it's not the time to try to solve problems of the past, right? So let that stuff go. Mm-hmm. Just stay in the moment with your person and focus on the positive things. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's a thing about taking your kids. Yes. And um, it's good to take your kids, but then again, make sure that all of the policies, you're appropriate for whatever's going on. Yes, and if you do take your kiddos, um, because I've seen this happen before, you do have a responsibility to make sure that they're behaving appropriately. Please. I've seen kiddos just turned loose. <laughs> in assisted living facilities. <laughs> and although, I mean, I think a lot of the residents actually enjoy, you know, watching other people's problems, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, just make sure it's a great, it's a great um, opportunity to teach your kids how to behave in yeah. this type of a setting. So be empathetic, you know, it's mm-hmm. a good life lesson for everybody. Yep. For and sure. I think basically this is my own, but essentially make it positive. I oh, mean, yeah. it's, it, like you had said, Julie, there's probably a tremendous amount of grief that goes along with moving out of whatever your home has been into yeah. an assisted living or into a nursing home. So you got to try to focus on the positive things and not go down that rabbit hole of negativity. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So that was a lot of tips. Yeah. I liked it. Yep. I liked show it. Show up, I think, is what yeah. I got for most of it is just show up. Just show up <laughs> and show your love. Because that's really, when it all boils down to it, that's what we have, right? Mm-hmm. Is our family, so. And you know what? 
you can even go and visit someone else. You could always check with a nursing home or an assisted living and find out if there are residents that don't have visitors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That would be a really good thing to do. I was, I think, do you remember the term candy striper? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's when I was younger. That was what I wanted to do and be. And I actually volunteered at Brendan House quite a bit, doing bingo, reading. Cute. Just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Love it. It's adorable. Yeah. So find yourself a... Find yourself a resident to adopt if you don't have one already. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. All right. Grandma saying. Uh, This is actually an Italian proverb, Mm -hmm. and it's the truth. (laughs) If nothing is going well, call your grandma. (laughs) Yep. I have done that (laughs) many, many times in my life because I always knew that she was so pro-Julie. Oh, yes. That I would get the response I wanted and just. Yeah. feel better. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Same thing. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Yeah. However little, however big, just call your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in today. And um, if you have not already, please go and subscribe. You can do that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. We'd love to have your reviews. Um, you can also join our Apaga Care and Share group on Facebook. And I think that's it. Send your verses, send your uplifting Mm -hmm. stories. Do those at thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, we love those. Yes, we do. (laughs) All right, peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good day.